This is episode 187, Transform Your Challenges into Your Calling with Dale. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Well, as I'm recording this, I just got home from Boulder, where I was visiting one of my besties' brand new baby. And first of all, just a massive shout out to all the parents, especially moms. I don't know how you do it. Like literally she had that child on her boob pretty much around the clock. And it was just beautiful to see her maternal instincts come through and just to see, oh, the unconditional love that she has for this child. And it also made me a bit emotional for a lot of reasons, but the main one was to see how pure a mother's love is and to see her husband with this baby, to see how pure a father's love is and to see how incredibly loved a child can feel. And one of the reasons their child can feel so loved is because both of them have done the work on themselves to really create a space where they can be loving, present parents. And after coaching thousands and thousands of people, not only on the show, but over my 15 years of doing this, the one thing that I see impacts people's life the most is how they were parented. Now, notice I said impact, not determines, because we can all use the lessons from our childhood to really grow and to really heal and to be, first of all, the parent to ourselves that maybe we wish we would have had, and then to break generational patterns and be a loving parent to our children. Today's episode is very unique as our caller, Dale, has schizophrenia. And I've never coached someone with this disorder. And I have to be honest with you, I was so incredibly inspired by this session and I feel you will be as well. Mental health disorders still have such a stigma to them. And Dale is an incredible example of someone who chose to thrive in the face of both adversity and shame. I think you coaches will get a lot of value as well because we talk about things like reaching your target market and knowing the boundaries of your skill set. As you are listening to this call, consider, do you have shame that is stopping you from making the unique difference you are here to make? Do you have a big dream or calling, but you're overwhelmed by the how part? In other words, you don't quite know where to start. As you're listening to Dale, notice if any part of you goes into sympathy or contracts as he tells his story or the stories of how other families have been impacted by schizophrenia and see if you can just drop back into pure compassion instead. And finally, are you willing to use any challenges in your life to be an inspiration or do you tend to use them as excuses for why you do not have what you want or why you cannot take action? So keep these questions in mind as we dive into my coaching session with Dale. And first, I want to thank our sponsors for the show. So if you heard last week's episode, you heard me talk about Organifi, which is one of my favorite companies. 
Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. So what I want to talk to you today is their complete protein powder. Now, Many of you know my fiance, Stephanos. He's been on the show. He is a bit snobby when it comes to his protein powder. There's a certain protein he likes, especially after a workout. And he was blown away by Organifi's complete protein, both the vanilla and the chocolate. And quite frankly, so am I. It is delicious. And if you tend to skip breakfast or just have trouble making a meal for yourself, Try the Organifi Complete Protein. It's a plant-based powder that contains proteins, healthy fats, and vitamins from whole foods. So most plant proteins use rice protein as a filler because it's cheaper, but that has been shown to cause gut irritation. So Organifi uses whole foods and vitamins and minerals instead. You know, most supplements use synthetic vitamins, not Organifi. Their whole food-based vitamins actually have higher bioavailability. That means you absorb it. You don't just pee it out. There are five digestive enzymes, each with its own purpose. One breaks down fat, one breaks down lactose, et cetera. And it doesn't cause bloating. If you've ever noticed, if you tried protein powder, especially bad whey protein powder, you get a little gassy and bloaty. That's no bueno. And finally, it has MCT oils, which contain healthy fats, and keep you fuller longer. So to get 20% off, which is a great discount, you guys, go to Organifi.com and use the code OVERIT at checkout. Again, Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Promo code OVERIT, 20% off. And I also want to thank Rothy's. I love Rothy's. They are the most comfortable, fashionable shoe. And since I really don't wear heels because let's just face it, they look great, but they are so painful. I'm always looking for comfortable, fashionable flats. And that's what Rothy's is. They're stylish and versatile. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. They come in a wide range of colors and patterns, and they're available in four different silhouettes. Plus, Rothy's is constantly launching new styles, so you're guaranteed to find a pair or three or four, that's your love. Since Rothy's are seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles, they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right, there's zero break-in period on these shoes. And it really will blow your mind that they're made from these recycled plastic water bottles. In fact, Rothy has diverted over 25 million water bottles from landfills. Another major bonus, they're fully machine washable. Every time they need a refresh, you can just toss them in the washing machine. And they're manufactured in a zero-waste factory. They ship directly in the shoebox, no unnecessary packaging. That's one of the many reasons I love this company. And I always try to pick sponsors that are making great products, but also have the bigger picture in mind. So right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use code OVER to get free shipping with no minimum. Again, free shipping and free returns exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. But trust me, you won't return them. Go to Rothy's. R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com and enter code OVER to get your favorite new flats and free shipping. And now on to my coaching session with Dale. Dale, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. This is Dale Walsh. I, uh, I had a question about, I'm a paranoid schizophrenic. I've been diagnosed for 44 years and, uh, I was hospitalized 15 times between 1975 and 1993, 
and basically I'm 26 years out of the hospital. Mm. I, I want to like start a coaching program or a coaching business for the families of schizophrenics because I think they're the forgotten victims in this mm. whole equation. And I, I want to like be able to not only not really advise them, but to help them cope and to help them see their loved one's illness in a, in a positive, well, I don't know positive is the right word, but <laughs> in a light where they can cope with it. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, I, I, they're just like certain issues that I feel I have to like get settled before I can really be an effective coach for my avatar. Gotcha. Well, it's a very clear avatar and I really acknowledge you for wanting to serve in this way because you definitely are qualified to help people really understand because it sounds like you've been through, you know, the end of like really being impacted by the disease. And now you're, it sounds like you're really thriving. Would you say that's accurate? I just have my, I, I've been in the same apartment since 1981, but basically I'm happy in Hackensack and I have my social circle. And as I said, I've been out of the hospital for 26 years, yeah. which is really a watermark of how I measure things. I would consider that thriving. <laughs> I would consider that thriving. So let me just ask you, before we get to the nuts and bolts of the business, if it's okay, I'd just like to get to know you a little better and ask sure. you, because this will help me guide you with the marketing and, and how to really build this business. I can't imagine what having paranoid schizophrenia is like. Obviously, I don't have that disease. So I'd love for you to share, if you're open to it, what kind of lessons do you think you've learned from having schizophrenia that you'd like to help others with? It's not a death sentence, but it's a life sentence that especially if you take your medication, it's not a hopeless situation. As I say, I, that's one of the things I, I, I sort of wanted to talk to you about is how do I approach the loved ones of the patients instead of the patients themselves because the patients are like the unknown variable. I mean, they can be very good or they can be very bad. And, you know, trying to like be a coach to the families can be very tricky because it's based upon the actions of something of someone who they love who is totally unpredictable. Correct, correct. So let me ask you this: Do you have any coaching training? Uh, just, just EverCoach and mm -hmm. uh, Marissa Murgatroyd, and I have been reading a lot of books. I got your book, uh, Expectation Hangover, about three days ago, and Great. I just been part. Great. So, so you're, you're taking courses, you're self-studying and obviously your best experience is your own experience with the disease. So I definitely think you're qualified to support families who uh, really need support from someone that understands the disease better than they ever will, because you'll be able to, in a lot of ways, be an interpreter, be a translator, help them understand things that their loved one may not be able to communicate or explain. So I really love what you're doing, and I really love how you're taking something that for a lot of your life was a challenge for you, and you're turning it into your passion. You're turning it into how you want to serve the world. So I acknowledge you for that. I really acknowledge you for that. So let's, let me just brainstorm with you. What communities are you part of so far? Like, Are you involved in any 
Um, do you have connections to any hospitals in your area? Are you in any support groups for families of mental health? Like, where do you see yourself really finding these families? Well, that, that, that's one of the big problems I've been having is, you know, how to get in touch with clients because the confidentiality rules and right for the patients and also the, the stigma isn't that this is what I wanted to talk to you about, my own stigma, but the stigma for many families is they are ashamed to admit that they have a sick loved one. So they're like reluctant to like seek help. And uh, I, I've been following Facebook groups, you know, schizophrenic Facebook groups. There's one called Families with Schizophrenia. And they're, they're like three or four schizophrenic uh, web, you know, Facebook groups. But they're also like uh, national organizations like NAMI, which is the oldest one. I tried them and I, I asked if I, you know, if they had any place for like someone who wanted to lecture or yeah. talk. And they said, no, unless you have a car. And I say, well, how many schizophrenics have cars? And but so. Oh, wow. It, you know, it's it's interesting the way that our society um, views mental health, because if if people had a family member with cancer or something like that, there wouldn't be the shame around it. So I really, again, you're, you're a trailblazer, Dale, in what you're, what you're willing to do and what you're willing to bring awareness to. And so first thing I want to say to you is don't give up. The second thing I want to say is what you think is your own stigma because you have the disorder is actually your best asset. There's really not going to be anyone that can do what you do in terms of talking to families, like what are some of the things that you wish someone could have told your family or your friends about you? Uh, well, uh, the, the ideal thing would have been, would have been as a natural extension of his natural sense of humor, you know? So I wouldn't have been taken away in the first place. And I would be a famous poet now who graduated from Dartmouth in 1978. Mm. But the other things are just schizophrenia isn't a cold. It's not going to go away in three days. It's a, it's a lifetime project and you have to be ready to, you know, I, I think my parents were. I, I think my par I, my parents were very supportive of me, of me throughout the whole thing. And even though my mother got fed up with all the hospitalizations that I went through, you know, and she wanted me to work. But I I use the analogy to, with my father. He said, well, why don't you get a job? And I'd say, well, if my mother had like chronic pneumonia, you wouldn't expect her to work, and I have pneumonia of the brain. Right, right. So it's really that understanding, getting people right. to understand how debilitating the disease can be. Not only debilitating, but this is my personal crusade, but how important medication is to, the, to getting better and also how supporting and trying to understand rather than being shamed and... and resentful that their loved one has been struck by this, how that's like counterproductive. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that in so many ways, Dale, you give people hope because well, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because look, like you're, you, you've been out of the hospital 26 years, you live on your own, 
you're studying to be a coach, you really give people hope. And like you said, it's not a death sentence. It's a life sentence and people need tools, but not a death sentence. And so the reason I keep saying all this to you is because I'm speaking to your confidence. Like I'm speaking to any part of you that is still ashamed or think you can't do this or thinks you're inadequate in any way, because as long as those perceptions of yourself are there, that will be a block. So you really, really want to stand in like who you are and the truth of your journey and how, how you can serve and how you have a unique perspective on things. And yes, you've dealt with schizophrenia your whole life or most of your life anyway, excuse me. However, look at the life that you've created and there's not many people out there sharing that kind of journey and sharing that kind of story. So I think you're absolutely on the correct path and you may need to get a little bit creative about how you approach the families from what it sounds like some of the formalized associations uh, are kind of a dead end because they have their protocol and all of that. So it's like, how can you start getting yourself out in the world so that people know that you exist? And are you good with technology? Are you good with computers and things like that? Not particularly. I I didn't have a computer till 2009. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I used my typewriter for my poetry until they both broke in 2014. So mm-hmm. now I handwrite my poetry and then copy it into the computer. But uh, technologically, I'm basically a 63-year-old dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand that. So what are your strengths in terms of, cause there's different strengths when it comes to building a business, there's technology, there's creativity and there's people skills and networking. What do you think some of your strengths are? Uh, well, my poetry, my creativity, my empathy, my, my own, well, well, the big, the big strength is my own history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The history, the history of how I've come out of my schizophrenia as well as I have, and I've been very fortunate to get a lot of help that other people aren't privy to, and I understand that. But basically, I, I would say my my three greatest strengths are my my history, my empathy, and my compassion. Mm. So using those three things, your history, your empathy, and your compassion. What do you think a next step could be for you in terms of starting to build your practice? Well, I, I, I think uh, the next step is just to like, you know, continue working on my coaching skills, take, you know, taking courses and reading books and everything. But that's a sideline to just like taking the massive action as Marissa Murgatroyd says of, like getting getting full, full to diving into the ocean of uh, experience and action. Yes. So I think the biggest thing for you, Dale, is to to try to find where these families are, like to, to see if there's anywhere near where you live where families may be visiting at the hospital, where there might be groups that come together, the Facebook groups that you mentioned becoming a more active poster and community member on those things. I also think since you said creativity was a strength of yours, writing articles about your story, about your journey, um, 
you don't have to share your whole journey in one article, but write a series of blogs that you can share links to on Facebook groups where families of schizophrenics are so that they start to see, you know, who you are and what you have to offer. Building this a very, very simple website, like something very, very simple that just says a little about, about who you are and the services that you offer. And then just really getting out there and starting to talk to people. Are there any, like with, with your journey and with your hospitalizations, have you, have you met a lot of other people that deal with schizophrenia? None that I'm really in touch with. None that you're really in touch with. Okay. So there are, is there anybody in your circle that would be an ideal client avatar right now? Uh, well, I, actually, there I, I met someone on on a Facebook group or a Mind Valley group. Okay, I'm coaching her once a week because she has a grandson who's schizophrenic, and she's like, oh, she's very worried about him, and she's always like obsessing about him. So I'm I took her on as a free client just to like hone my coaching skills and great. And how is that going? It's going very well. I I, I I talked to her last night and I said, you know, I don't think I've been that good a coach because we just like chit chat basically, you know, instead of dealing with the problems. And that's that's a question I had for you is how do I get out of like the, you know, like the friendly chit chat type of thing into real coaching? So that's a great question. You always want to build rapport with someone in the beginning which is the chit-chatting, but that should be brief. And then really going into, let's say her name is Judy. Judy, thank you so much for showing up today on the call. How can I serve you today? What's bothering you? And really get into what's bothering her or what's what's worrying her and, and, and get into the questions like, how does that make you feel? Or what are your concerns? Or what questions do you have about your grandson? Because you're you're doing a little bit of coaching and educating. Like um, right. I would hold it not just as you're a coach. I would really hold it as you are, you're part of like the support team for families who are dealing with this. And you're less of a coach that's like helping them work through their own emotional issues and more of a coach that's educating them and informing them on how to deal with their family member. And I think that makes it more clear in terms of what you're doing, more in alignment with your skill set. And it takes you out of feeling like you kind of have to be there, be more like a therapist coach. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the other fear I have is being in a situation where I'm at, there are like some incredible stories on this families with schizophrenia. I mean, you know, stories of like, their their loved ones attacking them or slashing them and something like that I feel I'm I'm really not qualified to help them with you know I'm in something where right. where there's violence or you know so uh you know someone suggested that I have a uh, that I have sort of like a, a ro- rolodex of uh therapists and doctors who I can recommend but I don't think my clients are going to be in my area that much. Well, and that's okay. And so many, so many people work remotely anyway. And even if one of you, the people that you're working with did have a violent outbreak, you could still really listen and you could still hold space for them and you could still help them understand the mentality, like what happens in someone's mind so that they know it's not about them. 
so that they know that it was the disease. It wasn't the person attacking them. Right. Like just really holding, like, obviously you can't, you don't have the skills to help them with the trauma piece. Like a therapist would need to do that. But hearing from someone who's been in that, explain what it's like, not to justify it, but to help them maybe not to take it so personally. And one of the most powerful things we can do as coaches or just people in general is really just listen to someone and, right. and hear them and not, and not freak out. See the thing that you'll be able to offer Dale, cause like someone without experience and schizophrenia, if they, if I had no, and I actually have a family member um, who has it. And so I have some experience, not, not a lot, but some, and if I, did if I, if do you need a coach? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I did on that aspect, I would definitely call you. Um, but if I had no, if I had like no reference point at all, and one of my friends was telling me, Hey, like my brother tried to stab me. He's schizophrenic. I would probably have like a, Oh my God, that's so awful. You need to get him away from you. But since I have a bit of an understanding of the disease, I could hold it a little differently. You know, and so you, you have that ability to help people process things around this because you have an inside look, you have an inside view of the disease. So I wouldn't limit yourself necessarily to the type of clients you could take on. I would just limit yourself and have boundaries over the type of work that you could do with them. And to say, you know, I can really hold space for you. I can really help you understand this, not to justify the action, but just to help you understand it, being someone that had psychotic breaks. And I can recommend that you, you know, you see someone that can help you with the trauma. So, you know, I, I'm just saying all this to you, Dale, so that you can really see that so much of coaching, again, isn't about having the right answer or giving the right advice. It's really about holding a space for people when they can talk through issues. So, so much of what you'll be doing as a coach is what you're doing right now with me listening, mm. like really, really listening. And in your listening of people, you'll be able to hear, you know, you'll hear them speak and then you'll hear your own insight and you'll be able to say something that maybe just gives them some hope or some reassurance. And often some of the most powerful moments I've had with clients have been when I've said one thing, you know, it hasn't been this big, long paragraph or this huge, long process. It's just been really listening and then just reflecting one thing back or asking one powerful question. So I think it's also taking the pressure off yourself to have all the answers and to really know that, like you said, one of your gifts was empathy. Like you can really hold a space of empathy for people because you actually do really understand and that's your gift. Right. Well, then I, I think I've helped uh, my grandmother uh, have some aha moments. So Beautiful. That makes me feel, that, that, that's encouraging. Beautiful. Me. Beautiful. And you can even ask her, how can I serve you better? And as you're working with her, I would suggest you get like a testimonial from her. And I think the way that you're going to build your business, Dale, is you're going to build a referral-based business. It's going to be talking to one person that person might refer you to another person. It's getting on these websites, being of service to people on the websites, writing a few articles that link back to your website, and just also just really letting go of any of your feelings of inadequacy and insecurity and really setting that intention every morning 
to be of service. Right. Well, thank you very much, Christy. I... And just speaking from your heart, what do you think your biggest gift from schizophrenia has been? Just, just the ability to live my own life. Mm. And what do you mean by that, the ability to live your own life? Well, I'm, me, be, because of my schizophrenia, I, I've been able to pursue my writing career and do that. Well, I decided on my 10th birthday I was going to be a writer. So the irony of my illness is it gave me the time and the space because I didn't have to work for a living to become the writer that I always wanted to be. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much, Dale, for your work and for who you are. Why, thank you, and I, I'm looking forward to finishing Expectation Hangover, and keep up the good work. I think you're doing an amazing job, and you're very you're helping a lot of people, and, and you help me, and I really appreciate your uh, concern and compassion and your dedication to, po- to coaching. Oh, thank you, Dale, and whatever you see in me is a positive projection, so own that for yourself, too, and how you're helping and serving people, and how you really stand in compassion. Okay, well, have a good one, and thank you very much for the uh, time. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I so acknowledge Dale uh, for so many reasons, and I really appreciated his honesty on this call. And if you know anyone who is affected by schizophrenia and you'd like to reach out to Dale to talk about his coaching services, you can email assist at christinehasler.com and we can put you in touch with him. Like I said, so many things I want to acknowledge about Dale, his sense of humor, his willingness, his intelligence, his creativity, and most of all, how he's turned his challenge or what he called his life sentence into his calling. Perhaps you've heard me talk about this before, but it's worth hearing again. The original definition of the word passion is suffering. And over time, we've evolved the word passion to mean something that you love. And I know it's been true for me and so many others that some of the things that you've struggled with the most that have caused the most suffering have led to your calling. Dale's a perfect example of that. I'm sure he never wanted to be diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, which has a lot of stigma attached to it. And he's been able to move into acceptance of that. He's been able to work with it. He's accepted it. And now he's using it to help others. He's making it his calling. And I find that so inspiring. That's what we do with life's challenges. We move through them, we accept them, we process them, and then we really rise above them when we ask the question, how can I use this to not only help others, but to actually just enjoy my life, enjoy the the lessons and the challenges and the opportunities that I've created and that have come to me in this lifetime. Some specific things that I discussed with Dale as we moved more into strategy around building his business was I asked him about coaching training. And I think any of you that are interested in being a coach, go and get some training. He had taken the Unleash program. That's something that I teach through Mindvalley. We'll put a link for that in the show notes if you'd like to check that out. He was reading books And he was investing in becoming an even better coach. And something I really love that we talked about with his avatar and his niche is that he's a bit of an interpreter. As someone who's been diagnosed with schizophrenia and has lived with it for many, many decades, 
he can be a bit of a translator between the patient or the person with schizophrenia and the families. And that's so unique and such a gift to be able to be a bridge for these families. I mean, how incredibly awesome is that? So I ask you, like, where can you be a bit of an interpreter? How can you help people that may be struggling with something? Again, where can you turn your passion, aka your suffering, into a calling? Another thing we talked about is finding out where your clients are. You know, the online world is one place where a lot of people are, but there are other places too. And sometimes you just have to get out in the world and think, all right, if I was my client, where would I be hanging out? That's why in the beginning of my career, I spent a lot of time at yoga studios and personal development events because that's where my avatar was. And I would build a business and get clients by just talking about who I was and what I did at events and in communities where people who were like me and like-minded may want my services. So go outside, get where your clients are. Don't just sit behind your computer. And a great question that he asked too is how do I get out of the chit chat thing with people, especially when you're starting? Well, like I said, rapport building should be brief. You want to get to how you can really serve them. So one question that I ask my clients still to this day, especially if they're kind of chit chatty is so, let's say the person's name is Sarah. So Sarah, how can I really serve you today? What do you really need from this call? Is there something that you're struggling with or something that's on your mind? And I ask them directly, you know, how can I serve you today? And that's a great way to get out of the chit chat mode and to really dive into how you can serve them because that's what you're there for. And one of the biggest ways you serve them, like we talked about, is just by listening. But you want to make sure you're not just holding space for chit chat. You want to facilitate into a deeper conversation so that they start to feel vulnerable, so that there's a safe container for them to be intimate. People are going to process a lot more and come to more of their own realizations if you get them out of chit-chat mode and you get them into a deeper sharing. And you do that by just listening and creating a safe space and asking questions that get them there. I want to also highlight some of the things that Dale has overcome and is overcoming because I know that it's, these are things that you may struggle with as well. First of all, the frustration at a lot of the closed doors he's been getting. You know, There's still a stigma around mental health. There's structures, there's systems, there's rules, there's laws. I personally got a little irritated that he's gone to some places and is offering this great service and they're like, no, 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 you can't for other reasons. But he's kept going. And so don't give up. And one thing that I said to Dale, I don't know if in the exact words, but one thing that I really, really wanted to express to him is that what he thought in the past or may think today is his own stigma is his best asset. And this isn't just for Dale. This is for you too. I've coached a lot of coaches who think that the one thing that like holds them back or prevents their business is their best asset. For example, I work with a lot of health coaches in the primal health community, and a lot of them don't have quote unquote perfect bodies. They still have weight that they want to lose. And they think that that's going to make them a bad coach or they're not marketable because they haven't lost those 20 pounds or whatever it is. And I say to them, no, actually that's your best asset because you're in the process. You know what it's like. You're actually more relatable and you can be in it with them. Don't think that you have to be perfect. Don't think that you have to be there. Think about how the thing you judge the most about yourself could be your best asset. And when it comes to any of our labels or disorders or diseases or challenges in life, it's counterproductive to be ashamed or upset about any of those things. 
All it does is it makes you play small and it makes you hide and it prevents you from doing the work you're here to do in the world. So I'm speaking to your confidence just like I spoke to Dale's confidence. As long as your insecurities and shames and doubts are there, it will be a blocked. Stand in who you are. Your challenges make you uniquely qualified to answer your calling. Let me repeat that. Your challenges make you uniquely qualified to answer your specific calling. And you guys, Dale, he's 63 years old. He just got a computer in 2009. He was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. The fact that he's doing everything that he's doing, online courses, registered for that podcast, active on the Facebook group, and now he's in my personal mastery course, and he's doing it. And he has a client that he's working with. There are no excuses. Step into your greatest strengths so that you can answer your calling. Some takeaways for you. Don't forget about the power of a referral-based business. If you're not good with computers, if you don't have your online game or social media game down, that's okay. Just get out there and start talking about what you do. And as you get clients, ask them to refer you to people that they know. That's how you build a referral-based business. Share your story. Just like I encourage Dale to write some articles, put them up on a blog somewhere, and then you can join other Facebook groups and say, hey, I wrote a little article about this, link to it, and then people get to really know you and you become an expert through your experience. Next, let go of all the feelings of inadequacy. Write a whole list of them, of all the reasons that you feel inadequate or all the stigmas or all the things that you think are going to prevent people from hiring you, and then look at it. And then right next to each one of those excuses and labels and doubts, write all the reasons why you are qualified to step into your calling, because you are. Your life experience is your best asset and your best training. Now it's really time for you to take action. That's all for today. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this show, please share it, especially on social media, and make sure to tag me so I can thank you. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 